So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest, he's here live in studio. I tell you, last time he was in studio with me was in... uh, Los Angeles, man. Steve Harvey Morning Show. Oh, you know, he's, this guy stay busy anyway. Uh, he's appeared in more than 100 movies beginning in the 1980s. The credits include Menace to Society, Dead Presidents, Why Do Fools Fall in Love, Rush Hour, Next Friday. Woo! And I've been loving him recently because he 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 died maybe three times in one of my favorite series on CW called Black Lightning. Please welcome to the show, Clifton Powell. Good to be here. How you doing? Hey, Clifton, man. how you doing, man? I'm, I'm good. You know? uh, first of all, I'm happy you came by. We're talking about the movie. I just hung up with uh, with uh, uh, Carl, Carl Payne in regards to misguided behavior, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you play a dominant role in there. Uh, many roles. First of all, let's talk about your career a little bit, man. You're uh, busy, bro. You're a working man. actor. You know, that's what people strive for in Hollywood, a I, working actor. You know, I want to be a football player, so I'm, you know, I'm still kind of, like, blessed that I've had such a long career. I I really, I really just really want to be a football player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my nephew's a sportscaster, James Brown. You know J.B.? Absolutely. So J.B. was a basketball star in D.C. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up going into math to try to play basketball, but I, and I played a little bit of football. <laughs> but I grew up in the hood. You know, it was before you went to training and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I, I didn't get to, you know, get the kind of support, you know. And I was really fast and I was good. And I, so after football, I really had no desire to be anything other. I was going to be a bus driver. So I come out of the hood, and I, you know, I didn't football I, bus drive. Well, I couldn't. I didn't play football, so <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I was going to be a bus driver because somebody told me bus drivers made six dollars and fifty cents an hour there back in nineteen seventy one. So there you like, go. There you go. And so you know, um, then I, you know, God had another plan. And so mm-hmm. you know, once I got into it, I was. I tell all the students that you know I was the worst actor in my program, and I had to work harder than anybody else. And um, I had a little bit of tragedy. My dad had a nervous breakdown, and they were gonna I had to drop out of the program. And they mm-hmm. decided, you know, even though I was a, a, a little bit of a knucklehead when I got there, because I, I wouldn't wear my leotards and tights. Debbie mm-hmm. Allen was my dance teacher, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know, one of the teachers, God rest his soul, Charles Brown, who's a fabulous actor, uh, came to me and said, "Man, you got to put your leotards and tights on. You're scaring everybody. You're a little, <laughs> you're a little rough around here, a little edgy." And so finally I put my tights on and then I stayed in the program. And then, you know, I went to Emerson and then I got to New York, I think, in uh, 79 and mm-hmm. Sam and Denzel and all those guys were there. And I just knew that, that if I kept myself together mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think any of us really thought about Hollywood. We just wanted to be a working actor. Mm-hmm. And then I got to L.A. in 89. And, and, you know, for those first five or six years, I was unemployed and, you know, mm-hmm. doing all kind of clerical work and 
counseling and stuff. And then, you know, when I went to auditions, I would just go in so prepared. Mm -hmm. So when I went mm -hmm. in and did Rock was the first show that kind of like introduced me to the public. I went in. It was for a cracked out crack dealer. Right. And I had met Charles Dutton at a beach party. And I knew a friend of his, my buddy Walter Ben. I said, man, I'm, I'm a friend of Mr. Ben. He said, all right, man. So two weeks later, I'm auditioning. And he comes down the hall. And everybody else got on T-shirts and jeans. I look like a crackhead. Right, I right, had on right. Dirty right. clothes, dirty teeth, <laughs> hair, with dirt in my hair. So Charlie said, I got in the room, and he said, You know, they really got a real damn crackhead out there. <laughs> and uh, so once I booked that, I just kept on booking it. The rest is history. <laughs> you know, but I, one thing I want to say to the young people out there is, is preparation meeting opportunity. That's all it is. A real crackhead out I really there. They say he got a real crackhead out there. Because <laughs> I would go, man, I did a, a tour of duty with Miguel Nunez, and I came in full army dress. Mm -hmm. And the man said, who, who, where are you from? I said, I'm just, I'm from New York. I'm just trying to get a job. Right, man. right. And then I did my monologue from the hallway. And right. by the time I finished, they said, you know what, you're going to be the guy. Just, wow. You know, so it's just, it's just about training and preparation. And also willing to go there. And willing, willing to go there. And, and, but then, you know, I got a note from one casting director that said, tell him not to wear the whole army suit next time. So that was a different audition. So mm -hmm. sometimes they don't like you to go all the way go there, but it, it worked in my behalf. And, and I'm just blessed to be a Well, it's guy. been working because you've been busy. I've been busy. And you've been, been consistently busy. Yeah. And I know that, I'm just telling you, you know, I've been a casting writer yeah. and all yeah. that. So yeah. I know how Hollywood is, especially yeah. for African-American yeah. men. Yeah. You know, they're, especially for dark, strong, black African-American men. Yeah, they're, they're role, the roles, they're, they're, they're can, they can be far. And few between. And few between. Yeah. But the, for you, you've always been able to keep that check rolling. Why is that? I, I think that the, the real blessing is, is one, the way I was trained in the Stanislavski system. But also, I, I, um, I just, I, I, I had a versatility. You right. know, like, you know, I could go from playing Dr. King to Pinky to Ray Right. The next Friday to uh, rush hour, you know, I have different looks, mm -hmm. um, different voices. Right. And and just being prepared. You know, when I went in to do King, um, they Ruben Cannon looked at me and said, man, how are your picture getting here? You always playing bad guys. I said, right. well, let, let me try King. He said, well, do you have anything prepared? I said, yeah. I said, now it doesn't matter what happens now. We've got some difficult days ahead. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let me get you to the producers. And, and But I stayed up that whole night and watched mm -hmm. Eyes on the Prize. So mm -hmm. part of it is is preparation, and the other part is being versatile enough to change your look. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you have a, have a movie with, uh, oh, with Carl was just on, the, on, on Misguided Behavior. We, we was in town a couple of months ago talking about this movie. Mm -hmm. what, ex what, what got you involved in this project? It's an anti-bully movie, bringing bully awareness to <laughs> the everyday life. There's really all knows out there. I'm going to tell you what got me involved. This guy named Levi, mm -hmm. who used to beat my butt really bad <laughs> every day. And, and I apologize, y'all, but he used to tear me up. And every time, I, you know, I just read an article I sent to Sharon the other day about mm -hmm. this little black girl mm -hmm. who just killed herself. Yes, yeah, she, she, she showed was, me that article. That she was being bullied. And, and so when Sharon sent me the script, I said, man, I want to be a part of this. And, and when you see this movie, man, it really makes you feel like you got to protect those young people, black, white, Latino, Asian, straight, gay, transgender, no matter what you are, mm -hmm. from, from, from men or women who are going to bully them. You know, mm -hmm. I got bullied every day. Mm -hmm. I grew mm -hmm. up. In a, in, in a part of D.C., uh, right right across from, uh, I grew up in Mayfair Mansion, right across from Parkside, and, and Parkside was one of the roughest projects in D.C., mm -hmm. and I used to get bullied every day. 
and it, it's nerve wracking. I, I like I love the fact that you expanded. You know, you talk about transgenders, gay, it, because it does come in so many different lanes, and it affects so many different people, so many different ways. Yeah. And we could be, we should we would be selfish if it says it's only affecting my child, yeah, or or, or, or my race, yeah, or my eth- my economic class yeah. structure. Yeah, I think I think we have to look at it across the across the board. I mean, boys bully boys and girls, girls bully other girls. Black, white, Latino, Asian, it's transgender. I mean, you know, we still are not transgender friendly in this country. That's because mm-hmm. people don't do their, their homework and understand that sometimes it's a biological thing. It's mm-hmm. not something that just happens. A kid just wakes up and just wants to be a boy who's a girl. And mm-hmm. a girl who's a boy, you got to mm-hmm. do your research. I tell mm-hmm. everybody all the time, stop making blanket statements without doing research. Right. You know, right. Um, but this movie is really, uh, really touching. And it, and it made me cry because, you know, I watched the father bully the son. Mm-hmm. You know, um, parents got to be careful, ex- especially African-American parents, because we grew up, you know, when I grew up, man, you didn't have a voice, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I remember being tough on my son, my, my youngest son, Clifton III, and, and, and my uh, ex-wife called me and said, you need to talk to Steve about how you, you know, spanking him. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, man, this, this cat ain't listening to me. I got to watch my language. I'm sorry, y'all. Mm. Um, you know, I'm from the hood. Every now and then a little curse word to slip out. And y'all, y'all pray for me. Shut up. I'm praying. Shut I'm up. Praying. Shut up. <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, I had to change my parenting style because mm-hmm. it is an offshoot of what they did to us in slavery. And we mm-hmm. end up and, and, and somebody brought that to my attention. And I'm not going to get that heavy, but bullying has to stop. Yes. Schools have to have a zero tolerance. I'm telling you, I was terrified. Levi, God rest his soul, I mean, I was terrified of him. And all my friends know it was Levi. And as soon as I walk out the house, he would tear me up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and nobody in that time could protect you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely the truth. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I, I got involved with the movie yeah, yeah. because I got bullied mm-hmm. growing up. I think that what happens is you realize that there's so many people out there mm-hmm been bullied mm-hmm. and then this movie will make them more aware mm-hmm. that they've been bullied mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of uh of being a part of this project yeah. you know so uh cliff i want to thank you for coming in man we, we ran out of time absolutely man. all of y'all out there y'all go see this movie man this is really truly if you have young people in your family uh you know anybody it is it is really a horrible thing and and it leaves a psychological scar on you even i'm looking at you like looking like a tough guy i look like a tough guy but there was a kid 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago who used to beat me up every day. I'm going to tell you something. You, you, I want to bring you back, you know, because, you know, just call, man. You ain't got to come in the studio so we can talk longer. It's all good. <laughs> Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever. 
even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent, such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.